0: SEO this week. Hey everyone, my name is Clint Butler, and welcome to Digital Leaders SEO this week episode number twenty nine. Today we're going to look at local search ranking factors, email marketing, and SEO hacks. The uh, local search ranking factor is actually a big deal. Moz uh, yearly—they skipped last year, but yearly they put out a post about. It's more of a uh, like a s- survey of the top or what they who they consider to be the top local SEO professionals and they tell you what's going on the reason it is so highly talked about is because a lot of times they're actually you know they're pretty right on just like getting a consultation from 50 different people often sometimes however you kind of have to muddle through what they're saying and a lot of it is a you know oh duh kind of kind of responses however if you're doing testing like we do it is a great list to start off from uh, and optimize your local stuff and test and make sure everything is working just fine. So without further ado, how about we get started? First, we started off at the uh, Search Engine Journal. It's a great post about the uh, the local rankings, as I was talking about. Staying in proximity to the searcher is number one. I think anyone can see this. You can test it and see that that's just the fact. It's the way it is now. Uh, and your search results change you can walk from one side of your street to the other and get a different search result based on how far away you are from the businesses uh, types that you're searching for. I, if I'm looking for a dentist and I search from my uh, my office, I get one search result. And if I go out into the back onto the deck, I get a completely different search result. Uh, so proximity is definitely the number one factor, especially for local marketing. So check out that in your own um, market. In your own area, and see how much it is affecting you. uh, What's going on? Uh, Some other things that they talked about is the uh, local pen ten pack or three pack. Uh, If you know what that is, it's where the three pack where your three map map rankings are. Uh, Proximity being number one, physical address in the city of the search. Uh, Used to be the centroid is what you're talking about. Now you actually kind of have a physical address there. Uh, Proper GMB category associations. A lot of people don't do that. You can actually... Mess around with your, uh, let's say you have an agency or your own local business and you have a, a GMB, maybe a test thing or something you really aren't that picky about. And just play with the categories and see what happens. For instance, we had our set of internet marketing and we switched it to web designer and we bounced up and creased in three pack for web design clients which was what we're, we're really going for. Um, it, that actually, it helps. So play with your category associations. You can add a lot of them. Uh, just make sure that what we do is best practice if we have the category on our GMB we have a page related to that category on our website so do that just test it see if it goes out for you uh, inbound quality links that's pretty much does consistent citations name address phone number uh, across the board and the same everywhere that you can obviously you're gonna have some time situations where you change your addresses uh, Etc. And you're just not going to have access to any of these things. Google can sort of figure that out. So make sure your primary data sources, your your data. Um, um, pools was a factual and and a couple others uh make sure those are right you can set up Moz local account and get that done instantly uh and then your yelps and your yellow pages and your uh, super pages get a a yext account and take care of those instantly and pa you're all done and you're they're all the same they're all consistent and everything's working for you uh domain authority of the website I, yeah I, the reason that i think the reason that this is coming up is because there's a lot of directories in local searches now uh thumbtack yelp uh, yellow pages uh, you can see them in pretty much every search result where a, a directory is taking over uh, versus a local website and they're saying oh it's the domain authority that does it I, I don't know i think we'd probably have to test that and kind of See if you can buy a. See if we can buy a domain that has really high authority that can compete with a Thumbtack. But f- to be to be clear on this, I think it's really the size of the site uh, and the, the for the of the better uh, the financial investment that like Google has in Thumbtack or uh, the size of these home advisors or the size of Angie's List. Those are big websites. Yeah, they have domain authority, but they're still big. And they're a lot harder to beat in some of these bigger, more competitive terms. So um, I'm not really sure about the domain authority. And if you give a decent SEO, they can buy a brand new domain and and do very well in local. So um, that one we'll have to test out. I wouldn't say it's good enough. Uh, product or service keyword in the GMB business title. You know, I think that's goes without being saying that google has been allowing that more and more these days um, as long as you're not getting overly spammy with it Uh, so i think i would go ahead and try it out so in our case it would be digital ear web design and seo services or uh, maybe plumbing in olympia that kind of stuff it sounds really spammy to me so i'd be very careful with it um but it's something that you certainly test for sure uh and then structured citations consistency of your tier one citation sources and click through rate from the search results click-through rate i think is probably um, a little bit more higher than number 10 uh, just because it's harder to get clicks so if you're getting clicks and you're beating out the yelps the angie's list and the home and the home advisors you probably gonna do, do a lot better Uh, And then they also let the top 50 organic search factors inbound links being number one uh, and and some more. So check this out. It also provides you a link to the actual uh, 2017 survey. So I think it's uh, behoove you just to know it. Um, if anything, if you're not doing your own SEO and you have a SEO partner can you know, raise the bullshit flag, if you think something is crazy out of line, uh, or you just kind of, you know, you educate yourself and you're on the same wavelength. So when they speak to you about all these things, you get it. You're like, ah, I heard that. So check this post out. Uh, search engine land is our next site and it is, uh, called your flexible SEO strategy, creation, execution, and measurement in an ever changing environment. Really? uh it's basically just saying you know keep up with google um and manage your expectations that's really the short version of this entire article um is is you should keep up with the changes understand that stuff changes it's a dynamic Uh, Environment on the internet and that dynamic environment requires change in order to stay ahead of the spammers uh, Stay ahead of the fraudsters and just provide the best content Especially when there's billions of pages on the web. Google's got a really decent challenge here uh, to make to do that so they have to uh, Update and you know, they're trying to stay ahead of SEO people who are figuring who are trying to stay ahead of Google Um, so it's just good you know to keep up with the changes you don't even have to understand them just know that they happen and then know that they do affect the the balance of your seo campaign um most importantly is keeping realistic expectations of what is the timeline that you're expecting here i tell my clients it could take us three to six days it could take us three to six weeks it could take us three to six months who knows what Google is going to do in that period of time that will affect the progress of your search engine optimization. And because we do it in such a safe way, our way is a little bit slower, but it's a lot more permanent. So um, you just got the, they have you as a client, if, and I'm speaking really directly to clients in this case, if you are um, looking at search engine optimization, this has to be in your head right from the beginning. This is my long-term plan and I won't even think about getting results until month four. And if you set that in your head already, I'm not even thinking about getting results until month four. When they come earlier, awesome. If they come on time, great. And if they're showing up a little bit slower, maybe you and your SEO team need to you know, kind of have a meeting and, and figure out what is going on to make sure that by month six, you see something. Okay, so um, this is a good post. I like it, I enjoy it. I don't know if it's really a flexible SEO strategy. It's just saying you as a client need to be flexible and we as SEOs need to do a better job of showing the return on investment that you can potentially get from search engine marketing. Yeah, the next blog post is from Kissmetrics. It's a how to align email marketing to a buyer's journey. Frankly, I think they mentioned the email marketing like three times in here. What I see this post is really a excellent excellent article for marketing and explaining what the buyer's journey is and going through those three different phases of awareness of a product is there i'm considering the product and now i've made a decision to buy it and really that's what this whole thing goes up goes into uh, awareness consideration and decision making and taking your prospects or your potential customers uh, from each of those stages inside of your own funnel whatever your funnel is you can have a one-page funnel but as long as you're saying hey uh, leads you gather the leads you show them uh, what it is that they, and what the problem it solves and tie another customer then that's fine it's what a landing page the sales page and a cart there's your funnel and really um this is just It says email, but as you go through this entire article, you see that it's talking about that three-step process. And then you use your head to apply that to your email marketing campaign. So, I'm aware of you, you found me on the internet, and I signed up for your email marketing list. Now I'm going to use my email marketing list to take you through the other phases the consideration phase and the buyer's phase and really that's what this is saying i think it's a good article it's very well written illustrations go with it really well um, this takes a little bit of time to read but i think it's well worth it the next one is for marketing land is local search ranking factors what's working this is a podcast uh and this is for with a Darren Shaw. It's actually really good. I sat there and listened to the entire thing. I posted it on our our blog page as well since they host their podcast on SoundCloud. So you don't have to uh, leave digital ear if you don't want to. Um, but you certainly can come check out their site and give them some little little bit of love. It's 38 minutes, and just saying what they got out of it, their opinions and insights, I I invite you, just go ahead and listen to it. You can compare it to stuff that, you know, I say, or you hear from your favorite guru, quote, unquote, uh, and, and, you know, just kind of bounce it off and make a decision an educated decision on your own of where you think you should be focusing your SEO. That's what I do, I learn from everybody and I apply a little bit of everything uh, in my own marketing plans. Uh, that way I'm not relying on, you know, X, Y, or Z as a uh, sole source of my content. So Check it out. Uh, next is smallbusinesstrends.com and this one is your ugly website is costing your business big time. You know, I like the, the concept if you're saying that an ugly website is not good for you. But I've seen plenty of ugly websites where I know it's making uh, you know the creators millions a year on these ugly websites. I think it should be more entitled to is your poorly designed website. And they knew it. And they used the clickbait title. It actually worked. You see, they got a lot of shares uh, for it. But really it's if your site is not designed with the users in mind and carrying them through the buying process, that is where you're just gonna have a problems. So you're just gonna run into problems through the entire thing. So make a site you know if you if you want to make a pretty site, make a pretty site as long as your users can convert it. If you want to make an ugly site, make an ugly site as long as your users can use it. Um and thinking of it that way. Test out different looks and stuff, but don't forget the user when you're making design choices. Remember, these are your websites. They're your online business cards. Nothing more, nothing less. Take all the emotion out of it. Take you out of it because the site is not designed for you. The business owner It is designed for your customers. And if your customers come to it and they don't like it, it doesn't matter if you think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread which is all there is to it. We're gonna stay with uh, small business trends and we're gonna look at 20 YouTube video ideas to put uh, in your small business channel. Really, I think, honestly, with YouTube or any video platform, it's just hard to come up with new topics, uh, especially if you're in a small business space, you're like, what am I going to make a video about? You know, if you're a plumber, you can go through and do the 10 most common jobs that you are always doing. Here's how to do them. And this is why it's hard. This is takes three or four hours. I'm trained to do it, and I can do it in 15, 20 minutes. You know, those kind of videos would be great. Eventually, you're going to run out. And then you got to get a little creative, especially if you rely on video marketing for uh, a lot of your website traffic or your word-of-mouth stuff. So here's 20 cool ideas. I, You know, I've seen some of these product announcements, in-action videos, product explanations, uh, some comparison videos, um, mini-movies if you're in, you know, if you have... I don't know, maybe you have a college near you that has a uh, a video productions kind of group thing and you host a uh, a video competition to make the, the best video promoting your brand or your business. I don't know, that'd be pretty cool to try out. Um, special offers videos, customer stories, Some of your customers like to, may like to get uh, highlighted on a video and talk about your business, you never know. You can find a couple brand evangelists that'll do that for you. Uh, Milestones, how-to videos, I love how-to videos. Those are probably the easiest, best things for you to do. Uh, And tips videos work very well, as well as discussion videos. Check it out, there's 20 ideas in here. I think you're gonna come away with at least one or two that you can go, hey, I can make this. Uh, next, we're gonna go to ducttapemarketing.com, and it's entitled "How to Get Found Using Ever-Changing Local SEO Tactics." Ha! <laughs> Notice the trend here: local SEO, local SEO, local SEO. This is a podcast. This is actually great. Um, basically, he's it's Mike Blumenthal, and he's talking about you know what, is, why do they make Google My Business? What are some factors that he thinks are local uh, ranking factors? And then what? he thinks the Google three pack might look like three to six months from now. And there's some other information in here, particularly I like his thoughts on uh, why the words used in Google reviews are important for your ranking. So if you're asking for people um, to rank your, I'll just stick with us, is let, like say your, your SEO agency, Ask him to use the terms SEO in their search engine optimization, uh, ranking a website, that kind of stuff inside of their reviews because it's important. And you can listen to Mike and kind of get his thoughts on why he thinks it's important. Uh, it's pretty good. It's nice. It's not a horribly long episode. I think you'll enjoy it. The next post is uh, sitepoint.com. It's SEO hacks for developers. It is pretty good. Talks about AMP. You already know my thoughts on AMP. Local businesses probably not so much. Information marketers, you should have AMP on your websites. The cut and dry of my argument. Uh, search entity optimization. You get that nice cool uh, picture thing right here with your profiles. You know, YouTube, Facebook, etc. It's different. Keep in mind. This is different than your local business same as listings. So your organization, your search entity optimization stuff should be your organization. And then your schema, your local business, JSON markup should be your same as. As an example, if you're using WordPress uh, and you have Yoast turned on, I used to be a big proponent of leaving all that stuff blank because I manually write my schema. But now I'm like, why am I doing that? I'm just adding so much work when Yoast takes care of the search entity stuff for me, by filling in the Twitter profile, Facebook profile, YouTube, uh, Pinterest, and Google Plus inside of Yoast. That is taking care of all this stuff where you search for your brand name and you see these profiles uh, inside of your uh, when you're searching your brand name in the in the uh, in the um, knowledge graph. I guess it's what it's called over on the right hand side there so leverage that if you are not a, a wordpress user there is woo ranks metadata metadata tool it'll write all it for you and just drop that in your header and you're done site wide and you're done um, and then use semantic web to identify your local business stuff which is your schema which is different because in your schema and your local business, you're saying I'm a local business, I am a plumber, and here are my other sites, uh, my other listings, and this is the same as my business for this Yelp page, super pages, yellow pages, uh, et cetera, and that's where same as comes in really well in the local business schema. Two different things that kind of get confusing sometimes for a lot of people. Uh, They also say switch to HTTPS. It's free now and most decent hosts have a uh, integration a cpanel actually created it set it up the uh, it's integrated with let's encrypt i have auto ssl on my host all we did was set it up once anytime we had a new site we just boom and it goes through and gives us a new brand new ssl certificate every 90 days uh, all for free so check it out there's no reason not to be using https at this point in time and then finally optimize your pages or your images uh, I gave uh, some things here and some tools to, to scrub extra stuff like EXIF data. I use EXIF data um, off site. I don't use it on site, so I, I kind of agree that you should scrub that off of your website. But, you know, like your Google Plus, Google My Business uh, listings, Google Photos, all that stuff, have the EXIF data in the photo that you're there. And then have another plugin to kind of strip it off of your uh, WordPress site is what I use. We use WordPress almost exclusively. So um, WP Smush Pro is how we do it. And it rips off the exif, all the other stuff and makes our images smaller. But optimize them as much as you can inside of Photoshop before you even get to that point. That way everything works a little bit better. And that's it for this post. We am go to HubSpot. The uh, decline of organic Facebook reach and how to art smart the algorithm. First, the decline of organic Facebook reach happened probably about two years ago. Or maybe even more than that. So 2014 is when people started going, hey, what's up? Basically what they did is in order to clean, quote unquote, clean your newsfeed, they removed the um, posts showing from pages that you liked. A lot of marketers aren't dumb. Is what they figured out is basically, hey, you remove the, you make me pay for likes, and now you're making me pay for to have those people who liked my page see my posts. So essentially, I have paid twice in order to promote my business, and and people are you know marketers just kind of figured it out. So what this post goes to is kind of goes over. Um, some things you can do to, to ask your followers, the people who are liking your page to actually, um, interact with your page a lot more, keep the engagement up. If they engage with your post on your page then every time you post, you're going to see it. And the more that they engage, the more they're going to see it naturally in their, in their, um, in their newsfeed. Again, this really, it's not always uh, that cut and dry. If I post three or four pages, or a post on my page, maybe a quarter of those people will even see it. Uh, and I drive an ad to it, and then my next post, no matter how much engagement, I get the same numbers as the last time, uh, because Facebook wants me to pay for ads. And this kinda shows you some things that you can do to make people uh, whitelist, essentially, your, your posts, Uh, show them where they can go inside of Facebook to actually see your pages uh, and how they can manually see, select, see first uh, if they're following your pages. Honestly, I think I've done it to maybe four pages in total. Nobody really puts out that good of content where I want to go through and do all that extra stuff. So, in short, sorry HubSpot, but if you want your Facebook pages (laughs) you're going to have to pay for ads. Um, That's the way it is or make a cool facebook group and give out great information inside of there Uh, and then you want to have to pay for ads and everyone comes to your groups until they make group notifications paid to you so (laughs) hope they don't figure that one out all right the last site for this week is search engine land and here's a script to stop ads from showing next to offensive videos as you know Big uproar uh, people social justice warriors are winning on the internet right now it's just the way it is Uh, at least in their own minds because you know they make a big uproar on the internet and now all of a sudden x y and z is a big horrible deal and you are a bad person because you parked your car in a lawn and you killed the grass and these 500,000 people or 5,000 people all agreed and they happen to get attention of some reporter who wants to make out a news story because there's nothing else more important happening in the world Uh, and honestly I think what advertisers were doing is keeping eye out for things that could trigger the social justice warriors and they found that Google was showing their ads, like, let's say you were doing an ad for uh, auto insurance, and you're paying for that. And someone looks at some stuff in relation to cars and buying some cars and stuff, and, and they get to a video that would be, you know, any common sense person will say that's offensive, offensive. Uh, You know, like literally bad stuff like Nazi videos and uh, race hating crap that you see all over the Internet uh, these days because the Internet is anonymous and you can be an Internet tough guy uh, and do whatever you want. Well, those kind of videos were getting their ads shown on them as well. So there's no way (laughs) inside of the platform to stop that from happening without monitoring all the time. And. Advertisers are like, fine, we're just going to pull our ads off there, and you're not going to show it until you fix this. So, they're, you know, give it credit to Google. They're not censoring videos. No matter how much the a-hole is, they made the video, they're not going to censor it. It's freedom of speech. It's their right to be a dick. Welcome to America. If you don't like it, then go to Russia or China, I guess. Um, But that's the way it is. So, and what they're doing is their AdWords team helped uh, the, make the script possible f- to support video campaigns and you throw this in your AdWords campaign system and you play with it and it helps you weed out the, the bad places that your videos might be showing. It makes it a little bit easier to you, for you to facilitate that. It's pretty good, I have not personally tested it. Uh, Yet, um, as a matter of fact, I haven't used any scripts in AdWords, um, but it's certainly something that you should check out. We're going to try it, see what happens. Uh, Start up, fire up a couple uh, AdWords video campaigns. Nothing major. I don't think it's going to be to the point where a script would be needed. But if you're using, you're spending a lot of money uh, in YouTube ads, and you just don't want to show your videos on the local KKK branch uh, welcome video, then uh, try this thing out. I think you'll uh, enjoy it. From from what I've seen, also, the learning curve is pretty short. You can find places uh, that will help you out on how to integrate this thing so without further ado i think that's the end of episode 29 for seo this week i'd like to thank you very much for listening i appreciate it i hope the audio is a lot better brand new microphone new pop filter i think it's pretty cool um so with that i leave you for another week of enjoyable marketing and i hope you have a good profitable time (laughs) bye